0: Hey everyone, it is Sambal Siddiqui here, Mayor of Cambridge.
1: And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor. And this is our podcast Women Are Here. And we're back. <laughs> I feel like we're on hiatus.
0: I, I've been watching Money Heist. I don't, have you seen it? No. Well, I just finished like season one and season two, or what part two? And not part three, it was like the first episode was titled We're Back. another heist anyway um it's a really good show and i'm trying to like learn spanish again so it's spanish so i have been swearing in spanish too
1: many many languages all the languages
0: yes yes it's so good it's so good you have to watch
1: i'll have to check it out um i watched um the american crime story the impeachment uh, about oh the- yeah,
0: that that was long. I gave you that recommendation.
1: I know. So over Thanksgiving, I binged it, and um, wow, it was really good. And you know who was really good in it was that Sarah Paulson. She played. So good. She played Linda Tripp. There's just, I mean, she did such a good job. But she was the one that played um, Marsha Clark in the other American yeah. movie uh, about the O.J. Simpson trial, and I didn't even recognize her. She was so so transformed like just looked exactly like literature it was crazy
0: i haven't i haven't finished i mean we know how it all ends but i haven't <laughs> i am I, I, um, I like watched episodes and i told you about it you finished them
1: all. <laughs> i know i was i really like took some downtime during thanksgiving it was so necessary i think after the election it was just um it was just so nice to yes. Um, have some downtime and it was nice to actually like sit down and have a meal with my family. Um you know after COVID, I think so many people were able to reconnect with their families and um it's so necessary. Uh although <laughs> speaking of um connecting with families uh, the COVID cases are really really on the uptick um I think from some of the holiday travel. So I guess we can get right into that. But um some of our case trends are for the Week ending Saturday, November 27th, there were 134 new confirmed Cambridge cases, uh, which is a seven-day average of around 16 cases per day per 100,000 residents. So that, you know, the rate of new infections among Cambridge residents really went up uh, around, you know, statewide trends did as well. So to slow the spread of COVID-19, the Cambridge Public Health Department does recommend vaccination or boosters for those who are eligible, and anybody over 18 is eligible for a booster. It has to be Six months from your uh, your last shot, but um, those are available everywhere. And if, if you have a hard time accessing one, the mayor's office is always available and um, helping to make those booster appointments. So definitely reach out. Um, <clears throat> there is a new variant, uh, which I can never really pronounce, but it's uh, Omicron. Oh my! like an Avenger, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Oh, Omicron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Omicron. There's another variant. Um, <laughs> it was first reported to the World Health Organization on November 24th and has an unusually high number of mutations, which has really concerned scientists and public health experts. So we're not really sure. Um, we're really watching, everyone's really watching it to see if it's more transmissible, uh, if it causes severe, more severe disease or raises the risk of reinfection. And, you know, they're really watching to see how it's reacting with the the vaccines that exist. So the, it's been detected and Detected in five U.S. states as of December second. So the DPH here and the Cambridge Public Health Department are closely monitoring that situation.
0: Oh yeah, and our wastewater data is going up too, given you know the the this recent surge uh, from the holidays. So we um, the good news is that we've added a fifth testing site. It took a long time, mm-hmm. but it's here. And so we'll have a fifth day on Saturdays. So we'll have free appointment-based testing um, at in Kendall Square at 295 Third Street, which is the CIC Health location. I've actually taken my mom there um, in the past when you know we had to we because there's no testing um, sites on that day. So. Uh, we're doing it here um, we'll have a there's a news release coming out today on it but testing's supposed to start tomorrow uh, and there's going to be 300 appointments available between 8 to 4 pm so um, really glad that the CIC could help us with this the location sure I, I had wanted it in another location you know um, in more central we, we had been doing the one. Um, and remind me, Ilana, the I'm blanking on the one. We always used to go to it.
1: Uh, St. Paul's AME on Bishop.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So, but, you know, we weren't able to get that. Uh, but we're, we're going to keep trying with other locations. But this is kind of the solution for now. But I'm just glad there's a testing site that's free for people on Saturdays.
1: Yeah. And it's accessible by the T. Um, you know, if you go to the Kendall Square station, it's about a five minute walk. It's across from the, the Tate on on third street. So uh, it's not, it's not the greatest location, but it, having another option on a Saturday, I think is going to be critical as we. Um, is, it is it
0: the Tate or is, I thought it was the, I, it was the, um the Zaz pizza.
1: Yeah. It's like on that, that block of, sorry, it's on that block of third um, street.
0: Yeah. It's right. Like right next to Shyberg. That's what I've with people, because it's Shybert and then it's on the corner. CIC. Maybe did it change?
1: It did. It did. Okay, yeah.
0: never mind, people. Never <laughs> mind. Never it, mind.
1: It did. It nope. was there on that corner, and then it it moved sort of mid block. Um, yes, yeah. you are were- absolutely right there's big signage on the, on the older location. But um, I did notice that there's a, an order on the city council agenda on Monday night for um, better access to uh, rapid testing and yeah. uh, home testing by Councillor Simmons for our elderly residents and and folks who have mobility issues. I'll tell you, I just ordered another uh, for, you know, in, I think they're the Bimax Now's uh, on Amazon because they were back in stock. And um, they're not they're not cheap, um, but they they certainly do give you a level of comfort when you're you know we use them for Thanksgiving um, just to know that like everybody was walking in there and um, I think having them be more widespread would be really really helpful especially for our elderly and our um, mobility challenged residents. Um, so looking forward to having that conversation on Monday night. One of the um, one of the big things that happened this week was. Um, around our, our young people, the uh, teen health study came out, and this is an annual study that really measures our uh, teenagers, mental health and physical health. It's an anonymous survey. And I think this year is the first year that they asked, or they had middle school students participate. Is that right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. The first year.
1: So um, you know, I think we've talked about on this podcast, it's been a big topic of conversation, our young people's mental health um, after uh, some significant time of remote learning, as well as um, you know, going through a pandemic, um, there has been a lot of loss of life, a lot of sickness. Um, our, our teens and our young people are really going through a lot, and I think the the study really prob- confirms what we we knew. And but you know, seeing those numbers in stark contrast and it was really hard um, to see. So the the health survey for middle and high school students indicated that 46% of our high school students and 31% of our middle school students reported feeling tense, nervous, or worried every day for two or more weeks in a row, and also said that 35% of high school students and 27% of our middle school students reported feeling so sad or hopeless almost every day for two weeks that they was stop doing their usual activities. And the part that really got me was um, 15% of our high school students and 11% of our middle school students reported considering attempting suicide. And of the students who reported that they considered attempting suicide, 35% of high school students and 42% of middle school students reported that um, they had made a plan on how they would actually attempt suicide. So for, I think it was just a wake up call and some alarm bells for so many of us in the community around our young people um, and their mental health and how we really need to uh, pull together right now and try to figure out how to access and provide those services and supports for our young people Um, because you know we have certainly experienced some tragedy uh, over the past couple of years um, with our young people um, particularly around suicide and uh, you know as a community, we really need to step up in this moment and, and provide whatever it supports that our young people need um, to combat some of this really upsetting mental health uh, survey reporting.
0: Yeah, I, I made the same observation that you did, you know, around the statistic, um, uh, you know, about att- attempting suicide um, at the school committee, subcommittee on school climate school climate that's chaired by Rachel Weinstein. And uh, that was on Tuesday evening. And so they did did a good review of the teen health survey results and there were students there as well. We talked a little bit about, you know, where do we go from here? Um, We certainly there's been work that's been done and there has to be more work. Um, On the school committee side, there's policies that are long overdue. Uh, that need to be looked at, you know, everything from our anti-bullying policy to our wellness policy to looking at our student athletic waiver for uh, course uh, requirements. And we had a teacher and a parent kind of speak to that and, you know, saying how, you know, we shouldn't be letting students waive health and wellness curriculum. Uh, And so, you know, that's a part of it. And so we'll you know, certainly be looking at that um, and thinking about what other supports that can be made available to the Teen Health Center. And, you know, I actually didn't know that the Teen Health Center, middle school students have access to it. I had no idea. So uh, that, you know, even that, like some of us were like, what? Um, And so just making sure we have, you know, making sure that people are getting the access that they need. um, And students and especially families, Um, There's going to be more of a campaign around mental health. Um, uh, You know, they're looking to, you know, what kind of outside providers that we can get in and different referrals that we can make. You know, the reality is, and you and I have talked about this, whenever someone is trying to find a therapist, someone, the appointments are so long, booked out, there's no availability, there's wait lists that, um, you know, students... Are on, And I've definitely dealt with some folks who've come to my office um, asking for more help. And anyway, there's going to be some more conversations, but it's a really urgent problem and requires a lot of um, urgent action. We're going to be talking more about it at this Tuesday's school committee meeting.
1: So the other thing that happened on Tuesday, besides uh, member Rachel's meeting on this was there was a CRLS walkout. Um, between 400 and 500 CRLS students walked out um, in support or in protest of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Um, I wasn't there. I'm sad that I wasn't there. I actually um, have, you know, heard it sort of secondhand. A lot of what had happened mm-hmm. through my son, um, who was there. But apparently, you know, it was two and a half hours. It was very cold that day. Um, two and a half hours of of mostly women stepping forward to share their stories of sexual assault and sexual harassment. You know, some of, some of these stories going back to when these women were eight or nine years old. And, um, you know, some of the stories centered around, you know, incidents that happened, um, during their high school years and some of the reporting that had happened, um, with some adults in the building that may not have had, um, the desired results. So, you know, th- these were very impassioned speakers and they've been written about in the, in the Boston globe. And I'm so proud of our young people for, for really coming forward and, and supporting and walking out and, and supportive of these women that are coming forward and, and those who didn't. And I, I'm, ex- I, I, I guess I'm at kind of a loss. I, I understand there was a, um, Oh, a similar walkout in 2016 and it wasn't as big, um, but th- there was some, you know, there was a, a clear path on on what needed to happen to respond to some of the, the issues that were brought forward. And, you know, I I, I look forward to trying to figure out, um, you know, I know the school committee is working on this and we have a, a policy order on Monday night to have a joint committee with the school committee and the city council just to figure out how we can ensure that our students have that, you know, access to reporting um, that they feel supported, that they have access to mental health um, uh, you know, providers. It's, it's just so hard um, to see our young people struggle with sexual assault and sexual trauma and really be telling us what they need. Um, so we really need to figure out how to respond to those needs and, and quickly. Um, so that was Tuesday was, um, I think, for anybody who uh, has kids in the district, who knows kids in the district, uh, it was a pretty tough day, you know, between the, te- the teen mental health survey and yeah. the walkout.
0: Yeah, so it was a, uh, it was dope. Yeah, I wasn't there at the walkout either, but similar to you, uh, have heard since then, and I can say that um, there will be some, you know, more details on kind of short term and then long term. Um, steps but treating this as you know as an urgent matter I think you know I think of, I was reflecting upon that first protest that the students had spoken about and there was a task force that was put together uh, in 2017 and I have the recommendations on my desk actually and just thinking about okay you know we as a school committee actually did res- uh, went back when Dr. Celine was superintendent this was uh, a few months ago before he had left, it was probably in the spring, we had asked for an update on these recommendations and um, we didn't get too far. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's taken another uh, walkout and student voice and pain um, to now refocus and relook at it. But I think, you know, what I'm happy about is, okay, we're, it feels there's more momentum on this now than um, the last few years, so we'll see. Um, But definitely listening is really important and being there for our students and helping them in whatever way we can is key.
1: Yeah, so that, um, we have a policy order on Monday night addressing that. And I think you said there was a continued conversation about the teen health survey on Tuesday night at the school committee?
0: Yeah, we'll have a presentation from Dr. Turk and others on SEL social, emotional learning. And so it'll probably, you know, it'll be another follow-up.
1: Great. Okay. So those are all, all the things that you can um, plug into. Um, We are, there's a couple of things we wanted to let you know are happening. Um, The winter warming center is opened on Wednesday, uh, December 1st. That's at 806 Massachusetts Avenue in the basement of the Cambridge Senior Center. So the warming center is available for adults experiencing homelessness to have access to a safe space, meals, bathrooms, and the ability to um, have a a safe space to sleep from 7 p.m. and 7 a.m., seven days a week through May 1st of 2022. So I think there's a a cap of 30 people in order to comply with the social distancing and public health um, guidelines. But so just in case you run across folks who um, need a place to stay, that warming center is open every single night um, and the entrance is on Green Street.
0: Great. And for those who love participatory budgeting, uh, it starts today through the 12th. It's the eighth cycle and any residents uh, age 12 and older are eligible. That includes all sixth graders to vote on projects to improve the city. It's op- the process is open to everyone in the Cambridge community, including university students, non and non U.S. citizens. You can vote online at pb.cambridge.ma.gov, um, or you and or the the online ballot is actually available in English, Chinese, Haitian Creole, Spanish, Portuguese, Amar, Arabic, and Bengali. You can also vote over the phone by calling the budget office uh, at 617 349 427 during the regular business hours and paper ballots are also available through the budget office during regular business hours. So lots of ways to vote. I haven't voted yet. I'm going to take my time, look through and yeah, I'm excited.
1: I haven't even looked at the list. I feel yeah. so behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to check that out. Um, also, yeah. this weekend, we have, there's a bunch of events. So the first thing is the Cambridge and Jill Latin have their play. It's called The Skin of Our Teeth. Uh, it's um, the Thornton Wilders, The Skin of Our Teeth, directed by Mr. Brett Cramp. The play revolves around 5,000-year-old Antrobus family and their resilience in the face of adversity. Uh, They follow the antro buses through an ice age, a flood and the aftermath of war and the audience is confronted with questions around protecting the planet and accepting the differences. Um, This is the first play in the Fitzgerald Theater since March of 2020 and um, the CRLS students are really hoping that you can join them. There's a a student uh, performance tonight, tomorrow, and then again, next Friday and Saturday and Sunday So the performance will also be live streamed if people don't feel comfortable um, going into a theater quite yet. The tickets are free, but reservations are recommended uh, and the reservations will also be needed to access the live stream link.
0: I am going because as you know, I'm a theater (laughs) Theater kid. I'm a theater kid for life and I'm going to be there. And I've actually, last Friday night, I I think I told you, I saw the Half-Life of Marie Curie at... The Central Square Theater and it was fabulous.
1: Oh, is it still playing?
0: It's still playing. Definitely go see it. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I did a whole project about Marie Curie in sixth grade. Uh and so she's I your best, she's your best friend. I, I knew all this, I thought I knew all this stuff, but I didn't. And it's the really the the play is about friendship, and that's why love I love friendship. I love friendship. So De- if you can, definitely go see it. It's um, on through December 12th, 2021. But yeah, the CRLS play, this play, there's a lot of options. And for the one, the Central Square Theater, there's, um, there's a vaccine, you know, requirement. Um, and you have to show your ID and you should show your show proof and so forth. Uh, but yeah, hope to see people there. This Saturday, you and I are meeting at Dana Park at 10.
1: Sunday. Uh,
0: on Sunday. <laughs> what day is it? So Sunday, December 5th. We are canvassing for our friend and Boston City Councilor Lydia Edwards. Her election is Tuesday, December 14th. So if you live in Ward 2, precincts 2 and 3, Ward 4, precincts 1 and 3, or Ward 5, precincts 1, 2, and 3, I'm in Ward 5, you're eligible to vote in this special state Senate primary election, uh, and that's Tuesday, December 14th. So you can also vote by mail, the deadline to request a mail-in ballot is December 8th. We'll also have some early voting. And those hours are actually going to start Monday through Friday. Um, and it's going to be uh, 8.30 to 8 on Monday. And then 8.30 to 5 Tuesday through Thursday. And then Friday, it'll, on the 10th, 12, December 10th, it'll go until um, 12 p.m. So regular business hours. So that's that in 51 Street, so definitely vote
1: oh definitely join us on sunday though and knock doors for oh, lydia yes. Rivers, because it is going to be fun and it is going to be so great not to knock doors for my own self <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> excited about that but lydia is such an amazing candidate she's been doing just groundbreaking work over in boston and she makes such an amazing state senator but we got to get people out because i think people just really don't know um that there is a preliminary election coming up so soon um, and so just spreading the word about Lydia and also, you know, the dates and times and where people can vote. Uh, so come to Dana Park at 10 AM on Sunday, we'll have hot chocolate and some treats and we will hopefully see you there. No experience required and all are welcome. So, um, There's a couple of like fun-looking festivals this weekend, too. One of them is the Canal District Kendall Winter Market. That's going to be featuring local artists and artisanal food makers from today, December 3rd to Sunday, December 5th. It's a free event. It's going to have music and food, craft workshops, ice sculptures, and holiday shopping. It's all going to be held along Kendall Street with Albertine Press workshops and a heated tent on South Plaza. And everyone's favorite, ice skating in Tremere Square. It's back. (laughs) Hot chocolate is back. Uh, Belgian waffles and French fries with poutine uh, and some family-friendly workshops. So there's um, more info. You can check out their Twitter at Canal District KS. And uh, I'm definitely going to go. I have it on my calendar to go tomorrow.
0: Oh, I'm going to head. I think I'm going to see it today before the play.
1: Um, I can't believe we're not going to go together. I think we went. No, (laughs)
0: because we went market last what day what
1: time are you going tomorrow um i'm not sure because there's so many other things going on okay what else is going on well so tomorrow i know the arts council their arts market uh was happening last weekend uh in porter square but it's not happening this weekend as planned as they're looking for a more accessible location i'm not sure what happened there but um we'll stay tuned for that but if you were to Dying to support local artists this weekend and shop for that art lover on your list. Uh, I'm going to head out tomorrow to Charlestown to the Stove Factory Studios and Gallery of Charlestown. Um, They have tomorrow and Sunday, December 4th and 5th, 11 to 5. There's 12 artists, including Cambridge's own, Deirdre Tao, um, who does amazing landscape um, paintings. They're just gorgeous. Uh, But so checking out her... And the other artists over at Stowe Factory Studios, that's one of the things I'm doing tomorrow. And then Sunday, everybody's favorite, the Observatory Hill Stroll from 12 to 5. There's going to be shopping, festivities, fresh- refreshments, and holiday cheer. I think last weekend when we were doing small business Saturday, we were remembering um, that there was hot cider at Reside. It was really fun.
0: And there was, they had Negronis.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, I, it's it's really <laughs> fun time. So that's Sunday, 12 to 5. And then next week uh inman square holiday stroll is on thursday night uh december 9th from 6 to 8 p.m that's always a really fun one in my neighborhood um there's shops are open there's workshops there's um a lot of opportunities to support our local small businesses so so many things happening
0: that's great yeah definitely we had a fun time doing some small business shopping last oh my wallet (laughs) i know Uh, (laughs) And we went to Starlight. Starlight also will have their typical like holiday market happening. Um, I think 12 to five as well um, on Saturday, Sunday. I know there's a lot of people coming. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, and then finally, there will be a vaccine clinic happening December 15th um, on from 3.30 to 7.30 at Cambridge and Latin. We'll have um, free Pfizer pediatric and adult COVID-19 vaccines. Vaccines are required. So just um, make sure that, you know, you, oh,
1: you sign app- up. Appointments are required. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm so used to saying it. <laughs> like, They're required, okay. Uh, it's, the,
0: the website is home.color.com slash vaccine slash register slash Cambridge. We'll tweet all this stuff out. Um, ages five to 11, you can receive your first dose. Uh, We can't at this clinic accommodate children who need their second dose. Um, People ages 12 and older can receive their first dose of COVID at this clinic. And we can't uh, accommodate individuals who need their second. Booster vaccines are not available at this one. Um, So if you need to get a booster Check that vaxfinder.com, CBS.com, Reach out to us. Inman Pharmacy also has appointments available.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so it it, it has because, because of the recent news, you know, become harder and to find. It's just you don't have to schedule it out, uh, and so folks are pretty much scheduling out like now, starting the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth that those weeks. So anywho, you we won't have them at this clinic. Um, But yeah, so this, this clinic is happening. So definitely glad there's a second clinic. The one that happened that was mostly for the second doses for the children um, was this Wednesday and that went well.
1: Oh, good. I'm, I know there was a lot of angst and consternation about how uh, (laughs) long the line was with little kids um, so I'm glad that went better and that there's another vaccine clinic for first doses. So I think that's all the news we have for you guys this week. We will um check back in hopefully before the holidays and let you know all the good stuff. But don't forget to go and um support our local businesses with the strolls, support our artists, our artists, <laughs> our artists uh this weekend at Canal District and also at um the stove factory over in Charlestown and Um, If you have anything that you'd like us to let people know about, please feel free to tweet at us um, at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N.
0: And I'm at Mayor Siddiqui.
1: And as I said earlier, if you do need help scheduling a vaccine or a booster uh, shot, definitely give the mayor's office a call. Uh, They are working on...
0: And Alana also works on it. We just tell her to help us with it. So (laughs) we've got to to both of us and it'll probably be Alana making the appointment because she's so good at it. Anywho, um, we are here to help you as always. So take care and have a great weekend. Watch some TV.
1: Watch some TV, have some friends, buy some stuff, talk to you soon. Be safe.